Hello and welcome to episode 45 of No Load Time. My name is my name is Ovid Blas, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, No Load Time to infinity and beyond? We go, Ovid. Episode 46 is here, man. How are you doing? 46. I knew I was wrong. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, you know what? It's it's a pretty exciting episode, so it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't matter. It could yeah. be titleless, and people still gotta listen to it. Yep. <laughs> so that's why that's why Joel's here. He needs to uh, correct my 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 terrible terrible math um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you brought me on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me in check with that with that awful math, and and I'm I me not being able to read that I'm actually looking at the episode list here. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but joel how you doing man i know that we're gonna, gonna jump in into uh some infinity war stuff uh here in a couple of minutes and and that guys it's probably gonna be most of the show tonight um we're gonna dedicate uh, this episode to infinity war because um, i believe is is one of the what it's it's probably the biggest cinematic happening since probably phantom menace like that, yeah, that's a good you know, comparison yeah yeah since since probably when when star wars came back uh so um we want to give you guys our impressions and uh just be warned that we are going to talk spoilers we're gonna go in knees deep into all that happened and um if you haven't seen the movie just be warned um but we're gonna go to we're just gonna go ahead and talk about a couple things real quick joel uh that came out and then we're gonna jump in, and then we're gonna make uh, we're gonna talk about a couple of things, make an announcement, um, and then we're gonna jump into the Infinity War stuff. So Joel, take it away, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you gotta stick with us for the whole episode because it's it's gonna be a lot of stuff here. Um, yeah, man. So I mean, uh, you know, some of the first stuff I know that we want to talk about here is that this came out. We had we had heard some rumors about this. Uh, there was. Uh, the news is officially that DC is launching their own streaming service, the DC um, online streaming service, and they announced a couple different shows that they're going to be having on their exclusive service. Uh, one of them, Swamp Things, Swamp Thing. Uh, another one, which was a surprise, didn't really see that one coming. Uh, another one was Teen Titans Go, which you know we've been on the record of talking about that one, and was, yeah. we talked about uh, how yeah. certain characters appeared and how our feelings were. Uh, and then the other one um, was Young Justice, which that's awesome that that's coming back. Um, that, that I'm a huge fan of, of, of Young Justice, so I'm happy to see that they, they brought that one back. Um, and also the one that was that was surprising to me as well, yes, Swamp Thing was interesting, but I thought the Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn animated series is also announced. And I was like, huh, I didn't see that coming. Um, I know there's a lot of Harley Quinn fans, you know, so I, I could see why, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good way to pull people in, right? To, to their service. Um, but yeah, Obed, interesting move from DC. I think it's a, a smart move just because if you know you know how they've done historically from a film standpoint, it's usually their animated stuff that does a lot better than their live action. Obviously, yeah, Teen Times Go is gonna be it's gonna be live action, but um the but the it's, 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 well. it's this Teen Titan because there's a Teen Titans Go show on Cartoon Network right now. Um, that's more of a kid-friendly, really kid-friendly, actually kind of funny and well-written show um, that's on, on Cartoon Network right now. So is this the same show 
Because I, that other show, Titans, is that going to be is that going to be on network or is that going to be on on this service as well? Thank you for saying that. Correction, it's just called Titans. Titans. Just called Titans. Yeah. Okay. No, thank you for saying that. I keep saying Titans go, and it's okay. probably because I'm ready to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Titans. It's Titans. <laughs> that that is the show. So yeah, Titans right. goes another whole separate show, but Titans, Titans. They had some cool um, logo cards that were revealed too. So they didn't just announce that these shows, but they gave some cool little logos. And you know, regardless of how I feel about this Titan show, like it's a cool logo. The Harley Quinn logo is really cool. Swamp Thing logo is really cool. Young Justice looks pretty dope. Um, and I think it's smart just because any like people like us who are intrigued by this, like there's no other way to watch it than to have a subscription. So it forces you to have to get their subscription to see this. You there's no other way to see this unless you're pirating content and yeah. and uh we don't yeah. encourage that on no little time but <laughs> keep it will... guys <laughs> but uh yeah i mean so it, it's a smart move from them i'm curious what the pricing is going to be on this obed you know like that's probably a big not thing. much yeah. i mean they they, sh they they should not go more than six bucks i'm really i was thinking the same thing as comic-con hq right that was uh, a derivative from um san diego comic-con when they tried to do their own streaming service and i had comic-con hq a subscription to that um which before they did away with it but like they did the same thing it was like five dollars a month um okay. so i i could see that being a great great price point five six dollars yeah because i got i got crunchyroll and i it, it's so cheap that i don't even pay attention to it and i think it's like 5.99 or something like that it's 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 really cheap that's smart yeah um but mm, interesting we'll we'll see where this goes uh, I know that we'll probably talk DC a little bit more <laughs> later on the show. Uh, also, a video I sent you was was pretty good, right? Oh, that was pretty wild, dude. I was yeah. cracking up. Yeah, um, it, it goes all goes back to to fanboys and and all that and uh, nerds. It does. <laughs> but uh, the only the only piece of news, Joel, that I have is that God of War is the fastest selling PS4 exclusive ever. Um, sold 3.1 million uni units in just three days. Um, it's it's about two weeks since the game came out, so I'm I'm assuming that this is probably close to four million right now. So, man, great job for um to props to to the guys over at uh um at Santa Monica Studios uh for for going ahead going ahead and, and creating this project because it is it is phenomenal um reception has been has been great uh and you know fans are are liking it and not fans are liking it people are converting over and buying ps4s uh i heard that a lot of places are sold out on ps4 pros joe because people are going after them right now so no, absolutely. This is the game that will convert fans. This is a this is one of those that like it's the summer, um, and they know it's smart the timing of when this game came out. Just because we've talked about the competition, right? And they haven't had anything that's um, major and exclusive come out um, during this timeline, uh, you know. So, so to have this game come out the time that it is, like, well, you don't have anything to play. Well, guess what? God of War's out. All your friends are playing it. You got to play it, right? But being a PS4 exclusive is really a really a strong suit for for PlayStation, but um, good for for the guys at Santa Monica Studios putting this out there. I do find it interesting, just like you said, Obed. Um, this is a game that's pulling in people who knew about God of War, but also people who never played any of the other ones or just didn't yeah. like the other ones. They don't care just because of how 
this game has been done. And it's not even like, how would you know it unless unless you had great marketing. And that's the point with this game, right? There's been such great marketing behind this. You know, whether it was uh, the NBA uh, game with the Golden State Warriors where they had a live on-stream projection event, right? It's really that cool. Was, that was amazing, amazing. Yeah. I'd recommend people looking that up on YouTube. Um, there's, there's, you know, a lot of different commercials that you probably have seen on TV with it. It just doesn't look like your dad's God of War, right? It just, it's, it's changed and, and they're happy to see, you know, the success and that, that it was received well. And I loved your review last episode. So if you guys haven't listened yeah. to, um, you know, the thoughts on it, please listen to the last episode as well. And I, and I brought it up in, in the last episode that I, I just played God of War. The first one it wasn't my cup of tea. I never played any of the other God of Wars, and and I got this one, and it's fantastic. Right. Um, so yeah, I I did play it a lot over the weekend, and it's it's really freaking good, man. It just uh, it, it, it you just want to keep going, right? It, it's one of those things that that you just want to keep going, keep exploring, and keep doing your missions. And uh, you know, it, it's 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 an onion story because it's you just keep peeling off things, and things happen, and then you get you get story exposure uh and then you get ex you get story exposure through conversations with kratos and atreus and you find the dwarves that all that are you know basically the blacksmiths during the game and they give you bits and pieces of story but it's it man it's really good uh i just got out of an area that was just just to think that it was done on a, on a standard ps4 and, and just watching it on a standard ps4 it was just stunning uh, how great great that game looks it, it just it really looks like a next level uh game and so like <laughs> it's gonna be really hard for a lot of games now because they're gonna be judged by god of war it's like when when zelda came out and a lot of open world games uh got got judged by breath of the wild it's like no this is now the standard on open world games so it kind of like that. that's the standard yeah yeah like like this game is the graphic standard and you know game design and all that in in our art design so i can i keep going back to that i'm a sucker for art design and i really really appreciate games with with really good art design so um yeah prop to these guys they really serve it five years working on this project we'll see what they they give us next and i i can't wait um you know the future is definitely bright for single player experiences. Um, so don't pay attention to whatever nonsense EA is trying to sell you. <laughs> Shane, um, Savage Obit's back. Well, just, just for just for that one bit. Uh, and Joel, the only the only other thing that I have before we jump in, um, we do have some special shows planned for E3. So if you guys are listening, we are going to have three special shows for E3. We're uh, on June 7th, we are going to have our E3 predictions episode. So if you want to know what we think it's going to be at the shows, uh, we're going to do the big three, and then we may do like a miscellaneous, you know, Ubisoft, uh, uh, Bethesda thing, you know, what we think is going to show up on those conferences. On June 11th, um, which is a Monday, we are going to be coming to you live at 8 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel. So if you want to check us out and you want to check out our live reactions to the Sony conference, tune into our YouTube channel, 8 p.m. on Monday. 
Hopefully, we don't have any technical difficulties. Worst case scenario, it, it's just going to be a, a standard video and and you Facebook live or something. Yeah, face, yeah, exactly. But um, but for the first time in the show, we are going to be both on the same room, same so, set, same room, same set, same room. It's going to be right here in in my uh, in my game room. So uh, yeah, definitely. If you guys want to check it out with live impressions on. Uh, the Sony conference, and we will take about a half hour and talk about what um, Microsoft and the other companies showed the previous day. Uh, and then we're going to have a recap show on the 14th if you guys missed anything. Uh, and then we will add Nintendo and most likely Square Enix, which is, I think, the other uh, Tuesday conference. So, um, so you guys definitely stay tuned. Uh, we're going to put in, you know, some effort in making this uh this episode uh, this episodes for you guys and and we definitely hope that you guys enjoy it so uh stay tuned for that um and of course we'll remind you guys on social media so don't forget to follow us uh and now joe um last time for a spoiler alert uh warning <laughs> and we are going to jump into Avengers, Avengers Infinity War. Joel, take it away, man. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the honors. Obed, you know, you know this movie um, we've been waiting 10 years for. And if you guys saw the video that I put out on our social media, I, I did a little quick, like, pre-feelings and then, like, a post, you know, reaction kind of thing without spoiling anything and and um, it's funny because I started it, you know, just as we, we've, you know, as most fans are, real excited, like super hyped, super pumped. And then after you leave the movie, it's you have such a weird feeling because of everything that happens. Like I was one of the few people who actually started clapping when the movie was over. And there's many people who love it very upset. And I was just like, I'm smiling. Like, I love this. This is wonderful. And people are like, oh, my God. Like, what did you do? What happened? Like. And I think it just depended on your expectations. But honestly, this is one of those movies that Marvel is – I think Marvel is smart just because they're not trying to prove something to the haters. But they gave us a different movie where a lot of people have knocked Marvel for the kind of tone and the kind of flavor and the kind of things that they've done with villains, with storytelling, with risk, with all that stuff. And straight off from the beginning of the movie – you know, hey, look, we we gave the spoiler. We're talking. We're going into yep. it, guys. Yep. So, so, um, uh, quite a few people eat it <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, what, Joe, let's uh, let's talk about the the four the four characters that eat it for realsies. Um, and and just starting off with with Heimdall, like he gets it first. right there. He's yep. the first one to go. Um, he's trying to help uh, the Hulk escape. Uh, the ship and and send him to Earth so he can basically give a warning message uh, of what's happening. So um, so he uses the last of his dark energy to summon the Bifrost and send a Hulk to Earth. So Thanos sees it. And it's like I shouldn't have done that and and gets and gets stabbed. So Heimdall's gone right of the bat. Uh, and then the second one, Jill, which. I, at first, I was like, mm, maybe, maybe not. But then I feel like, yeah, like he really ate it for sure. Oh, absolutely. And and that's Loki. 
Yep, so. and it makes make sense. I mean, the guy's been in a lot of these movies, so yeah. It, so that's the the first major character to go. He's a fan favorite. So um, yeah, go ahead, man. No, I was gonna say the, the the thing about also to me that makes me know that for sure this dude ate, ate the dust is when he's when he dies when he's killed right and snaps his neck. Um, Thanos literally says, "No more resurrections." Yeah, and I think that was indicative of the tone of the movie, but also what just happened with this character. Yeah. Um, so Thanos was gonna let Loki live, from what I understood. Um, Loki gave Thanos the Tesseract, and in the Tesseract was the Space Stone. And um, Loki seemed like he had a plan, uh, which he attempted to stab Thanos in the throat, and that failed, and hence uh, he he ate it. <laughs> it was it was intense, dude. But I mean, the movie started off already with Thanos having one Infinity Stone. So yeah. they, they, they confirmed that later on with when Thor is talking that he had already gone to Xandar. Oh, she's seen the first Guardians of God's movie, the Power Stone, right? Yep. That, that that he already went there and wiped them out and took that stone. Yep. So they jump right into it that he's already got two stones now with the Tesseract right being the space stone. Um so the movie pretty much the way it goes is it's just it's Thanos trying to collect the stones. I wasn't sure if he was gonna just have all these stones and the rest was gonna be war, like but it's really just the whole time him just getting these stones. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty, pretty intense. Like at any time that he showed up, it was so. Joe, um, I, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a really big comparison. And again, uh, I am a dude that has taken my nostalgia glasses off a long time ago. Uh, but without a doubt, without a doubt. Thanos is this generation Star Theater. Oh, absolutely. Like every time he shows up, things are happening. Uh, he definitely is up there with Darth Vader. Like he, like to kids now, like to what Darth Vader is to me, to kids now, Thanos is probably the in the same uh in the same pedestal as Darth Vader because it was so good. And George Rolando was so good, Joel. And oh Thanos looked and Thanos looked really good too. Like the CG was spot on. Yeah, no, I mean like um I would say Thanos is one of those villains that he's probably top three. He could be as an argument, he could be the best, but I'd say he's top three of best superhero comic book movie villains. I'd say he could be might actually be the best. That's debatable, depending on who you talk to, right? Because look, all these other villains—they're trying to—they're trying to cause chaos, or they're trying to take over the government, or they're trying to, you know, instill a certain thing. This is trying to conquer the universe. Like it's the well, not, scale not, is so massive. Yeah, and he's not necessarily trying to conquer it. He's trying to bring balance to it, yes. and and he has this twisted um, version of justice. That he wants to impart into the entire universe, and 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 that makes I think whenever a villain um, sees it's himself as not as a vil as a bad person, but as someone that's trying to bring justice, it just makes them so good. Uh, and and plus, it his story was really well explored throughout the entire movie like i think he has the most screen time of anyone in the movie oh, because so the he, movie could be called just thanos, thanos if they wanted. yeah seriously it was like thanos infinity war 
<laughs> because it's his movie. Like he is the protagonist of this movie. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, and, and going back to being the villain, um, uh, that's why, like uh, Joe, like, I mentioned that I was watching uh, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, that's why I, I, and, and I never mentioned it in the podcast, but I, I finished the series a, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Um, but Zamasu was such a great villain, and it was because it was exactly the same thing as Thanos. It was like no. Humans are terrible. I need to get rid of them, and the universe will be a better place. And and it's the same thing with Thanos. It's like you guys are exhausting your planet's resources, causing all this crap. So I have to come in and fix this crap for you guys, so future generations can still have a chance. Yeah, he believes in that. What do they call it? The bubble effect or whatever. Like that. That's an actual real like thought like thought process that some people have, where it's like you know. There's a certain tipping point because of the amount of existence and things, whatever, where like you're gonna have to have this type of extinguishing of people just for there to be balance in the world. And it's a crazy, you know, thought process, but the way he articulates it, the way he speaks about what he's thinking, like you said, uh, Obed, he does not believe he's the villain. He believes he's the only one that has the reality to understand that this job needs to be done. He looks at himself almost like a savior. Um, yeah. Like he's actually saving people by like the lives of a few versus many. As crazy as that is, even though you're looking at like Doctor Strange says it, you're wiping trillions off the face of the earth, and like he he literally doesn't say anything wrong with that because he's like, hey, this has to be done. I'm the only one who's willing to do it. So it makes him more of a of a awesome villain because he's not just you know sneaky trying to yeah. do something. He's like, no, I, I this job needs to be done. Um, yeah. Ultron, and, they tried to do that way, but this was perfected way beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Ultron was cool too. Like he plugged into the internet. He spent a minute on the internet. I was like, oh, yep, this guy's needs to go. It's, 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 <laughs> Which many of us have felt that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that was cool too. I mean, I, I uh, but, but it, he was so well explored, um, and and it was so well done, man. It was fantastic. So the third character. That ate it, Joe, for real sees is Gamora, uh, which um, unexpectedly uh, we got the only big cameo in the movie from Skeletor. I mean, it was Red Skull, but totally not Hugo Weaving and totally not makeup. It was a CG Red Skull, not Hugo Weaving. Uh, and he explained Thanos how he. What he needs to do to obtain the to obtain Soulstone, um, and and he he has to basically kill whatever what he loves the most. Gamora thinks it's like, oh, you're screwed. You didn't win. Go ahead, man. No, no, you're you're, you're right on. I just want to correct you because you know I know you're saying that this is I know you're saying this is a character to aid it, and I'm not of the same vein of that, Obed. I actually okay. do not believe that this character is is dead, um, hmm. because. He doesn't say he says a life for a life or soul for a soul. I believe that Thanos has captured her soul. I genuinely believe that. Uh, I, I'm I mean, not saying that she can't be dead. I think there's a 50-50 chance, but I'm not sold on the fact that she's actually dead. Just because the way it cuts, I've watched this movie three times now. Yeah, you did. The, <laughs> the way this movie cuts, dude, like he throws her down, she's going, her and like it just cuts back, and he's crying, and she's laying her on the ground. You get the insinuation, hey, she hit the ground so hard she died. 
But there was blood, though. There was some like green splatter in there. Uh, yeah, I'm just of the vein that I believe he may have, and especially okay. We've also the movie right at the end of the movie. He sees little Gamora. I believe that he was he was he still has her soul captured, and that was it's a, the, the the soul of the child of Gamora, right? Yeah, that's how he still envisions her. So that's just that's just some speculation on my part. Am I saying that you know she she's for sure alive? No, but I, I'm not sold on the fact that she genuinely ate it. Okay, okay. Um, the one that that got it for sure though. Was the man the one, the one that had the mind stone and that was vision? Uh, and that was crazy because he died twice and he made it through the whole he died at the end of the movie. I thought he was gonna be like the first one to go. I was yeah. like, oh, he's gonna die within the first you know 20 minutes, like he yeah. makes it to the very end. And I really liked how they so vision's OP, right? And they had to bring him down a notch, so I like how. Um, and I, I want to get I want to get the 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 name right because um, I, I I know that they're the Black Order uh, Corvus Glaive. Yes, he, he stabs uh, like he he sneaks stabs Vision, um, and that causes Vision to start malfunctioning and not be able to face, and so he it brings his powers down, and um, so that's the that's their way of of having Vision is like oh yeah. We're we're gonna bring him down a notch, so things can happen in the movie. So that was that was well done, um, but yeah, man, he he uh, Scarlet Witch is able to destroy the Mind Stone, but then Thanos reverses time with the Time Stone, and um, and and, and so so he actually grabs Vision, he just yanks it out. Uh, one one and, and yeah, and and then you know pretty much the the movie ends like that, that's that's pretty much when the movie ends. Um, so, um, one one thing of note, Joe, when um, in uh, I can't remember her name, T'Challa's sister, Shuri, Shuri. So she, uh, when she's working on on trying to get the Mind Stone out of, off of Vision, so they can destroy it separately but still preserve Vision. I don't know if you noticed that in one of the scenes uh, that when she's working towards before before actually. Vision gets attacked in in, in the chamber. Um, she's able to back up uh, the the uh, Vision's data. Basically, I did see that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so yeah. And then when when Vision dies, his uh, he loses his color. So he goes to the black and white Vision that that I knew growing growing up from the comics. Because when I was a uh, when I was you know uh, into Marvel comics back when I was a uh, you know a uh, uh, a young whippersnapper. That's the vision I knew. It was the black and white vision. I didn't yeah. know the I didn't know the yellow and uh and, and green vision. Um so that was the vision I knew. I was like, oh yeah, so they maybe find a way to bring back vision, but he doesn't have the stone, so he's gonna be the black and white vision. So um so that that was that was pretty neat. So I I don't know what it, I don't know where that's going, but uh it was at least a, a pretty neat uh, allusion to to that. I know because a lot of people were like, oh, like it was so useless that they had, like they were forcing this arc with Shuri being in the movie because, like, she doesn't do anything because they end up just taking the stone anyways. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like, this is going to factor in because if you watch, again, I've watched it three times. I see yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, she's backed this thing up. She's already, she's already working on what, just in case, like, hey, I've, I've got this thing here. So, yeah, he'll be back and it'll be because of that one small scene that yeah. you understand, hey, this is, this is why he's back. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about those four first because those are the ones that that actually get it. Uh, we can go into into the rest. Uh, but Joel, uh, just tell us a few things that you like, man. Okay, yeah. So I think one of the main things that I really, really stood out to me was when you're looking at the scene um, right away with with Iron Man, you know, where he's with Pepper, right? Like the way that they have his relationship with Pepper and the way that he's called directly into this battle, I think sets the tone for what kind of movie it was going to be simply because everyone, no one's expecting Thanos. Like this isn't the kind of thing where like, they're like, Oh, this guy's coming. But Dr. Strange, you know, he's just, he's buying his, 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 his he wants trying to buy, you know, uh, Wong, you know, some, some food or whatever. And, Hulk just comes crashing in and Iron Man's, you know, Stark is running with Pepper and they're talking about, he's talking about how he wants to have a child and he thinks that they could have a child or whatever. And like, they're in the middle of life, basically these people. Yeah. And out of nowhere, it's like the fate of the universe is at stake. And he doesn't think that it's that he's like, who are you? What is this joke? What's going on? Because if it's pretty active to the comics, Iron Man does not believe in magic he believes in science right so he thinks that like magic is just science not understood that's a very common thing for, for stark so he's just like this strange dude like what, what are you doing here and then out of nowhere you have bruce banner come in he's like no this is really serious dude like tony you gotta you gotta come with us uh i thought that was a really great way to, to set it up and i had heard a leak of that scene before uh, i think that's something they may have shown actually at comic-con um so and, and a little fun note there that morgan the name he references Morgan is an actual character that um, is supposed to be like a uncle or, or distant relative of Stark. Um, so he does say like, hey, naming after the old man Morgan, whatever, right? But Morgan was a guy that actually tries to take over Stark uh, Industries and tries to run Stark out of the company and this whole crazy thing. I just think it's interesting still that, you know, hey, there's probably nothing to do with that, but almost like saying that that character exists. Um the second thing, I really loved the way that um, Scarlet Witch was used in this movie. I love that oh, yeah. they did away with her accent, and I love yeah, the way that she still has it, but it's not as as over the top as right. Yeah, and I, I it's like it, it wasn't needed, uh, and I love her comfort, the way she's trying to protect Vision, the way she's her character, like the way she she really doesn't want to have to have this fight, but she's super powerful, and you get to see a lot more of her power. Yeah. And that kind of is the theme with a lot of the characters in this movie. You know, there's a lot of characters that are super overpowered, dude. Like, Doctor Strange has way more power in this movie than he had in the last movie. Which yeah. Like, yeah. Supreme. Thor is, like, ridiculously... We'll get to yeah. that. Yeah, we'll get to that, yeah. yeah that's I have my like, thoughts about that. <laughs> and then, same thing with her, dude. Like, you know, she, and I think... I'm sorry, she's even more powerful than what we saw in the movie. But they give us a lot more of that 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 raw power that we haven't seen before. So that was another thing I think will stand that that really stood out to me. And then the third thing, Obed, um, it it comes back to Thanos, dude. I lost my mind in the movie theater when Thanos pulls out the gauntlet <laughs> and he grabs the moon and throws it. At, oh my lord, dude! Yeah. I had heard that that scene existed, but when I saw it, I literally nearly jumped out of my seat, dude! Yeah. With so and much it, nerd excitement. And it's not a, a true like boom toss. He crushes it 
and just brings down all the debris. Yeah, and uh, it was it, that was that was pretty sick. It was pretty. It was pretty that was, wild, dude. That was pretty, that was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. I. I think that I. I, I liked the little more technical things here and there. I think I. I really, really like how the movie is. It's really well balanced between humor because it is a very humorous movie. It has some really good jokes. It has some really good banter between characters, uh, and it's also a very dark and dire movie uh, at the same time. So it manages to do both in such a fantastic way that, um, man, people can learn how to make movies out of this one because it's so well balanced and so good um, that it, you know, other movies should follow. Um, I, I really, I, I, man, it's it's really hard for me to to just pick a, a few things that I that I really like because it's. Uh, Spider-Man was great. Um, Spider-Man was great. The Iron Spider suit was great, and he does has the it had the spider legs. Um, so, spoiler alert, of, of course, I mean, con. But uh, yeah, I, I really like that. Uh, the his suit was good, and he was good in the movie. Um, uh, I'm not a no. I was not a huge fan of that nano suit, uh, the Iron Man nano suit. I think it was like too over the top and and too. It, it, I think it was just too over the top, right? Um, it was, it was too crazy. It was too big of a of a departure from the suits that we saw in Civil War, and then uh, or in or Homecoming, and then we see this crazy nano thing, uh, which is cool because eventually he does have that in the comics. But uh, it, it was it was also super overpowered. That suit was crazy overpowered. Well, I mean, like it's it, I I totally hear where you're coming from. I mean, they they could have gone even further, man, because they could have gone like with his extremist suit, right? Like where like it literally comes out of his skin, right? Like his yeah. his the, he, like. And I thought they were going to go that direction at one point after an Iron Man three, where he's injecting himself, right, with these different things to call the sensors. Yeah. yeah, I thought it might be also that he's injecting himself something where it's like, hey, this is a prototype suit that's going to come out of my skin, like legitimately. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it, it is super, super powerful, but at the same time, like they've built up to this point where like, true, you know, true. Stark is this brilliant. Like if they would have had that even in the second or third movie, I would have been like, that's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they just, man, I mean, they, they, they gave him a lot of power and it's cool that he drew blood from, from Thanos. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like uh, strange a lot more in this movie than, than in his own movie too. Yeah. So, so, cause I, I'm that to me, Doctor Strange is like eh, towards the bottom of the MCU movies, but, but he, I think he was, he was a lot better uh, on this one. He had more, uh, important things to do, I think. Although high, you know, stakes were definitely high in the, in, in Doctor Strange, but, um, I, I think because of the pace of the movie, it just made it to me, he, he seemed, uh, I didn't have a problem with his character in the movie. I just think that the, some of the choices made in the movie was a little yeah. um, could have been different. But I, I think yeah. his character was one of the strongest points of that yeah. movie. So, yeah. I mean, now you put him in a movie that's just just written amazingly, has an amazing story, same character, same person, but just now given the, the real platform to show off in an amazing way. And that's kind of how we felt with the first Avengers movie too, right? Like certain characters that will, you know, Black Widow and whatnot didn't have that much. But then you watch the first Avengers film, and in certain characters stand out 
Um, but that's another point that I wanted to bring out to you, Obed, is uh, Hawkeye and uh, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, are not in this movie, man. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on house arrest, basically. That's what they said. Right. Uh, which makes sense. You know, they, they have families. Hawkeye has family. And it's, it's all really hard. Um, we don't know if they survived at the end of the movie. Um, but um, also makes me wonder when in time does um, Ant-Man fall? He definitely have to be before this because there's no panic going on or nothing too crazy. Uh, at least in the trailer that we just saw a couple of days ago, right? Uh, it seems that everything's, uh, you know, in order, at least for the moment. Um, so the only thing that I didn't like about the movie, and, and I, maybe you that I've that you've seen it a couple of times may be able to, you may have been able to get details uh, about this, but um, what happened to Valkyrie and the other guys from Ragnarok that were in the ship, but they were not in the body, they, they're, they're alive. Right. Yes, they they, are, they, they, they confirmed. Start, they confirmed that. So remember when Thor is talking to the Guardians and he's saying like, "Look, Thanos wiped out." He says half of the Asgardian race. Yeah. Because I thought when that happened, like, oh snap, he literally just killed every Asgardian on the ship except for Thor. Thor's the last of Asgard. That's kind of weird. But he actually says to the Guardians, he wiped out half. The reason he says that is the directors confirmed later on. Valkyrie is still alive. And they said that she took in some of the escape pods like half of the of the Asgardians. The Asgardians, yeah. So wherever they went, we don't know, but That's she took I, them with her. Yeah. And I'm sure she. There well, was, I'm sure, but there's a great chance she shows up in the next movie yeah. or in a future Thor movie. Um, but yeah, she's alive. They did not yeah. confirm that. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the the Cronin uh, character. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the rock guy. Uh, hey guys. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. confirm that he's that he's alive. They refused to confirm that. So he might have died protecting them, or he might be alive. We'll see. Yeah, but yeah. Valkyrie for sure is alive with half of the Asgardians. Yeah, and, but it just wasn't clear. That's um, that that's something that you would assume when you watch the movie, right? But yes. um, but at the end, at the end, when when uh, Thanos kills Loki, he blows up the ship along with Thor. Like he basically leaves Thor as, as dead, basically. Yes. Uh, and and he just pieces out and goes to uh, do do his whatever Thanos does, right? Get them stones. Uh, yeah, get get them stones. <laughs> um, so, Jill, since we're talking about Thor, want to talk about Thor? Let's do it. It's a whole sequence. There. Okay. So, um, so we all know that he did get a power, a significant power boost on Ragnarok, uh, where he was able to. Channel his, you know, thunder power without a weapon, um, but he was pretty strong at the end of Ragnarok. But he got, he got bullied, man. He got, he got bullied at the beginning of the movie. So, um, uh, explain that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you. I mean, you never even see like if he tried to fight Thanos. All, I mean, you get the guess that he did. But I mean, Thanos basically just dragging Thor around. So you're like, yeah. did he even try to stop this guy? Like, and, using he, all that, he, and then he uses the power later on. I don't know. Yeah, and and he did because he says like when he's talking to Rocket, he's saying, "Oh, Thanos had never fought me," and and Rocket's like, "He did, and you lost." <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then I was like, "Well, he hasn't faced me twice." Yeah. <laughs> so so that that's pretty good. Um. 
but then uh, they go into uh, the basically the forge where all the uh, all the you know the mystic weapons are are forged, and and they find a giant pit of Dinklage, and which, which I was, was not I was not expecting it, and and I was like, is this Peter Dinklage? Holy crap! He's I, knew, I knew he was gigantic. in the movie. Oh, really? I, I didn't know he was in the movie, so so it was uh, interesting to see him as a giant dwarf. It was weird. It was really freaky, <laughs> but but at the same time, kind of entertaining. I think Peter Dinklage is not. I, I think he is overrated as an actor. He's very dry. His delivery is very very dry. But um, but the few lines here and there that he had were pretty good. Um, so they go to the forge, and after you know Thor almost dying because the mechanism doesn't work, and they need the power of the star to to melt, uh, you know, the super special metal of the gods or whatever, and create the Stormbreaker. Um, that's when uh, we all knew from the leaked toys that we had seen that that Groot actually made the handle for the axe, uh, and he indeed so does. Scene. Yeah, it's really cool. That's one of the best scenes in the movie. I really like that scene where Groot is like, wait, he's he's really dying. I kind of like this guy, but Space Invaders is also really cool. And he's playing Space Invaders all the time in the movie. Um, and, and he goes in and he makes the handle and you know he gets hurt because it's the the it's really hot from the you know molten metal and all that. Um it, so that, that was pretty good. That was a really good scene. Uh, man, and then Sh Thor shows up in Wakanda when they're doing the battle. Oh, by the way, this weapon is so powerful that you can summon the Bifrost and go anywhere in the universe, uh, which is cool because Stormbreaker yeah. is that kind of is that that kind of weapon. It's the same weapon that Beta Ray Bell uses. So instead of giving it to Beta Ray Bell, they gave it to Thor. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and man, and and sh so Thor shows up in Wakanda, Joel, and he starts tearing it up, Wakanda. man. Wakanda. Huh? You said Wakanda. I Wakanda. Wakanda forever. Did I say Wakanda? No, I didn't say Wakanda. I said Wakanda. Um, so, um, so man, he he shows up and he just starts demolishing everyone, man. So yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but when I saw, I, I don't know how much of a crowd, but when I saw it all three times. Uh, people start cheering when when Thor shows up with his with his uh, Stormbreaker, because um, he looked so awesome in that that suit and. It's all powerful yeah. and just and I like how how they they paid homage to um, basically it's it's ultimate Thor basically yeah and and how his uh the the uh, basically the badges on his on his suit glow with you know lightning power and and the Stormbreaker is really awesome which reminds me a lot of the Leviathan axe from God of War so it's like basically the same weapon. Uh, the two God of War's defense, God of War. We've seen the axe for about two years now. So, uh, but yeah, it, it 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 was cool. It was cool. Just uh, Thor comes in, man, and he just starts ripping it. Um, so that was awesome. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, any anything else that you want to talk about? I do want to talk about uh, uh, that. Of course, when when Thanos finally gets the all the stones and he snaps his fingers. Just as in the comic book, just and there's the white light. Just as in the comic, uh, so, it's, so that was great. I allude to that throughout the movie. Like yeah. he says, like I can literally just snap my finger, and all of this ceases to exist. I consider it mercy, and 
it's interesting because when he snaps his finger, and I looked for us each time after watching it, um, the first time, the two times I watched after. So when he snaps his finger, right, and they after they show they show him where he sees Gamora and this this unknown place, right? This 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 all this reality or something in his mind or whatever, right? Because why I think it's a soul stone. Um, he has he looks at his hand. He has no glove. The gauntlet's not on. Um, he's talking to her, and then when it flashes back. Obviously, he has the glove on. The glove is, dude, like, fr it's fried. It's fried, it's, yeah. It's, it's messed up. Um, and then at the end of the movie, when it's he's still, finally sitting down. It still works, clearly, because he was able to summon a portal with a space stone. Yes, but I don't think it's going to hold up. And I, and so when he sits so when he sits down, um, when, he, when finally at the end of the movie there, or just exactly like in the comics, all he wanted to was to become a farmer and to just sit back and just and just see the sunset. Um, and just farm because he's like, I've done my job. Everything I wanted is done. Um, so I have the belief that the the Avengers are going to want to get that, obviously get that gone. They're going to want to get the, the stones back, right, to fix things. And we'll get into the predictions. But with that being the case, um, he's going to need another gauntlet, I think. I, I'm not going to say for sure, but I think so. Now, what's interesting is when you first see in the whole arc that they have of the Forge, right, with um, Thor and the Guardians, the first thing that they see is a gauntlet that's on the ground, and you think, oh my goodness, Thanos is here because the gauntlet's here or something. Um, but that was just a prototype gauntlet that of, of this dude um, that was actually making a, a ridiculous character, right? That he was making for Thanos because he was forced to make it. So I do think that may come back into play should he need another gauntlet. They may go back to that same location. Maybe that dude dies, maybe they try to fight, survive, whatever, but there is an extra gauntlet there or some type of prototype of it. Um, so I think that's an interesting to be noteworthy uh, of of what's going on there because yeah, it works able to escape, but things fried, man. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not going to be able to channel the same power uh, it did in the movie. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> he does that, and then uh, we see half of the universe basically disappear. Uh, which I saw some people say, "Oh, was it just?" Half of the Earth? No, it's half of the entire universe that that vanishes. So, just not to go through all the you know kill list, <laughs> but ev anyone that is not on the first Avenger movie, yep. with the exception of Rocket and Nebula, are gone. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, uh, all the Guardians, uh, like I said, with the exception of Rocket Nebula, <clears throat> uh, Bucky. Uh, Scarlet Witch, um, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man, man. Do you want to talk about Spider-Man? Because you're the Spider-Man guy. Go ahead. I am the Spider-Man guy, yes. I mean, he he's basically he's the one last ones to go. And, and when he snaps his finger, right, they're all kind of like disappearing. So they see each of them disappearing. And um, as he's going out, like he's basically telling like, Mr. Stark, I don't, I don't feel good. I don't want to go. And he's going out. I mean, I... I <laughs> Like some people are like, oh wow, they're gonna do the Miles Morales thing. This movie, like, no, they've already confirmed they're filming the next movie. Obviously, yeah. these guys are coming back. Like, this is no surprise to us who are familiar with, you know, the background, not just the comics, but even what they're doing in production standpoint. But I really thought um, the way that they use Spider Man was just brilliant, dude, because he's still like the almost looking at Tony Stark like his father. The father figure, and, yeah. And Stark is still treating him almost like he's the son that he never had and the father that he never had in his own life he's trying to be. Um so he's learning that same father. So 
you know, like I love the way they use Spider-Man with Ebony Ma is has captured Doctor Strange mm -hmm. and the way Spider-Man's he's like, hey, look, I know you told me I'm supposed to be here, but I'm going to be here. And he's like, how am I supposed to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if I have no neighborhood to protect? And I think like, I thought that was an amazing line. It was a really good line. I yeah. actually I literally sat there and went, wow. Um, yeah, just because it's, it's, you really think about it, you're like, yeah, it's like there's no, there is no sitting out in this. There's no sitting back, and that's the kind of character yeah. Spider-Man is in this. He doesn't care. He's a kid, but he's got a lot of heart. And uh, I love this aliens reference. He uses always references or whatever. He's like, you ever seen yeah. that old movie Aliens or whatever, right? And and it's actually it's, the wrong movie. It's on and on Alien is where they actually open the hatch and the alien goes out. But right, right, right. <laughs> no, yeah, I love it, man. I love I love how they did it. So. Um, Man, Spider Man is great. Yeah, he disappears, but that's just, that's why this movie, like with all the characters that go, and you'll see the rest of them, like they're they're gonna have to bring them back. So, but what? Oh yeah, because because they're not gonna kill Black Panther. I mean, they oh, they almost yeah. made a billion dollars with Black. They did Panther. make a billion dollars. So yeah, worldwide right now is it's at a billion with Black Panther. So, um, they're not gonna come on, guys. <laughs> but. This is smart for them. <clears throat> But the other thing, Joe, that um, that was alluded on on Guardians Volume Two is that there was going to be a problem with Star Lord, and there was a problem with Star Lord. What do you have to say about that one, man? He is now. It's like on a scale of hated by fans. It's like on a scale of Jar Jar Binks to Star Lord. This dude is hated <laughs> at this movie, and I've I mean, each time I had different people sitting around me, and people were like so angry at this dude because they they had the gauntlet they almost had it off and, and and stark saying it's like we got it man chill out like once he finds out gamora just been killed and thanos is, is mourning it and he's like my gamora my gamora like star lord just whacks him up and and, and he's the reason why they can't suppress thanos and get the club off so, so yeah it's, it's it's tough man yeah well they they actually alluded at uh, Peter not being able to control his emotions in Guardians 2 when Ego tells him, I was like, oh yeah, unfortunately I had to give your mother brain cancer because I needed to do this thing. And it, in like half a second what does Star-Lord do? Just pop, pop, brings pop, out pop. his guns and just, yeah. So uh, we knew that there's a, a an issue with Star-Lord so as soon as we knew that it was like, oh, he's going to find out that Gomorrah's dead and he's going to freak out. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and you know, unfortunately, you know, that cost him, you know, the universe almost. Um, but yeah, man, uh, man, I can, I can be here and talk about this movie all freaking night, man. Another thing I wanted to mention is Dr. Strange mentions, you know, that how he's seen all of these 14 million uh, different scenarios and only one time that they win. Obviously, that's going to be because I want to talk to you really quickly now about project predicting the future, right? Yeah. Like, what Avengers Four? What we we think could be the solution, and then uh, what the title could be. So I think Avengers Four is that simply Doctor Strange. He knew what that one thing was, and he says to Stark, "This we're in the end game now." Stark is clearly a part of the future because Stark's had visions of the future. He's a thousand has been in his head ever since the first event, the first Avengers Battle in New York six years ago. And Thanos calls him by name. It's like, oh, I know who you are, Stark. I, we're I, we're cursed by by, by intelligence. Wisdom. Yeah, by wisdom. Yeah. Right, so they both have seen each other. They are not both seen each other, but they both have seen some stuff. So there's something there more deeper to the to that point. I can't wait to see more of what what's unlocked there. And obviously, Strange knew the only way for that future to come alive of where they win, Stark has to be there. 
So my prediction, one of one of many predictions, because I've got so many different, we could be here forever talking about, but one of my predictions is simply that um, to get, they're going to have to get the stones back, but to get one of the stones back, they're going to have to do another sacrifice. And I believe that that's going to be uh, Captain America. Captain America from this movie oh, yeah. went from dying, like from down here where I thought Iron Man was going to die to now in the next movie, he's, he's dead. Like this dude is, he's not making it out of the next movie. I, I feel bad <laughs> to say it. I don't, I don't like saying it, but I don't think he's going to make it. I think Buggy's going to pick up the mantle. And I think Captain America is going to be the soul to sacrifice for that extra stone to come back. So, um, that's just one of my major predictions. I think it's going to be a major factor also in releasing Gamora, maybe some more knowledge, and and even um, going into potentially Adam Warlock. Yes, Captain Marvel is teased at the end credits, yep. um, but I don't think Captain Marvel is going to be the one to fix it. Fix it. I think it's going to be a culmination of things. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, a few things definitely. Uh, they they definitely need the gauntlet, and uh, in the in the comics, um, uh, Nebula grabs the gauntlet. And she undoes basically everything that that Thanos has done up until before he picks up the first stone, right? Uh, so uh, maybe because Nebula's still there and she freaking hates Thanos still, so um, it's it's quite possible that that she's definitely going to play a much much larger role on the on the next movie, um, and. What's uh, man? Uh, also, to bring it up, that uh, that scene with Nebula when she's being dissected—that's pretty freaking brutal, man. But believe it or not, dude, it was even more intense in the comics when that. Yeah, because she got she sucked out of everything. She's like a like a skeleton, almost like a zombie-like. Seriously, thing. yeah, she yeah, looks yeah. she looks terrible. So this one, yeah. at least she, you know, retracts herself back to looking normal. But yeah, that was pretty gruesome. That was one of those scenes that could mess kids up. So yeah, because Nebula uh, and it's it, her design is very very different from the comics in the movies. So it is. Um, so, but. Um, they they have to somehow be able to get the gauntlet back. Either they find a way to you know uh, trick Thanos into giving up the gauntlet or uh, another big fight. Um, who knows where? Because I don't I don't I don't see another big army battle on the next one. Me either. Um, but at the same time, I don't want it to be a lot of planning, one fight, and then and then it's done. Um, you know, they you'd have to keep the consistency that this movie had, where this movie had action sequence, uh, exposure, act, action sequence, exposure, action sequence, exposure. That was the entire two and a half hours. It was awesome because it was like all the entire movie. It was etch your seat. movie. Yeah, it was. It was all. It was etch your seat the entire movie. It was great. So, um, they 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 they're probably gonna be they're probably gonna be very very close to. Um, the ending from the comics, uh, from the, from the series, um, name wise, hmm, it has to do. It's probably gonna have to do something with universe, like Avengers, uh, universe something or Universal something. That's that's my theory on on oh, that no. name. I know it could even be like Avengers Fallen Heroes or some kind of crazy like bringing back like some type of universe, universe reborn guys. or something like right, that. Right, a reset or restart yeah. of some kind. I think yeah. Avengers 4 is going to be the restart of whatever they're going to go into for the next 10 years from there. Yeah. Because yeah. Ken Feige already said that he's got, he just had some meetings about 
year 2025. Because last we had heard from him, they had movies planned to 2024. He's like, okay, we already did our next phase in 2025. I'm like, we're not even in 2020, dude. So yeah. they've got a lot more planned there. It's pretty exciting. And and from the Fox uh, delays and hints that we've been getting with Deadpool 2, yes. uh, it, it seems like there's going to be some sort of absorption. Like, I think Deadpool's going to be brought over. Um, I think Deadpool 2 is going to do so much money, Joel, that they I, I think it's going to be fantastic but but at the same time uh with that with with our phoenix being delayed um i think that something at the end of avengers 4 is going to happen that it's going to merge those universes and that's when the next set of you know movies are going to come out after uh what's af after after the next avengers we got homecoming and guardians 3 that's been announced official right but after that we don't know yeah, that's why Comic-Con is something to look out for. Like, they're not going to have a Hall H panel, but I do think there's going to be some re revelations um, from there that they'll put out some stuff or some things will get leaked. Um, so I I'm really interested to hear, man, like what their next phase is. But I think it's all indicative of whatever Avengers 4 title is going to be. Yeah. Then it gives you hints of who, what, where, and when. It's um, probably going to be Avengers 4 universes collide or yeah, yeah something it's probably going to be. Gonna be like that like something's going to happen that it's going to merge universes and then and then you know we're going to get the X-Men and the Fantastic 4. Exactly. And, you know, and Silver Surfer and all these guys that are that are missing. Um yeah, uh I think it was a fantastic movie. I can't wait to see it again. Um my wife asked me about it. <laughs> she she didn't go with me. I went I went by myself. But she's like, man, I was like, oh, a lot of people asking about people to explain them the 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 ending to the movie. I was like, oh, I'll probably have to explain it to you too, but it's gonna be a for a later time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I really really enjoyed it, man. Um, I was able to go on opening day, and and man, it was just it was early in the afternoon, so there was like not a lot of people in the theater. It was great. I had a great a great experience um, watching it. Um, but I can definitely, I can, I, I can't wait to watch it again. It was, it was fantastic. Um, not my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, still, Winter Soldier is still up there. But this one is, it's very, very close. Like this is probably, it, this is definitely my top three. Um, because it was solid. It was just. Um, the, the, so remember when when we talked about Last Jedi and one of the gripes that I had was that the movie felt really long and it did feel feel really long. This was totally opposite. This movie was the same length as the Last Jedi, and it felt like an hour and a half because it was so good and there was always something really good happening. And when there was not when there were some things blowing up, it it was you know Rocket and and Thor making jokes and Drax. Oh, he was so good too. I know, I know. It's like Drax needs to be in all Marvel movies. Um, but Thor, that's that's not a dude. That's a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a dude. It's a man. It's like a godly man. Yeah, it's like it was, it was, it was really good. It, it was it was really really good. Um, uh, Joel, do you wanna do you wanna talk about a little bit about well salt? Um, oh. so. Oh, uh, uh, have you heard? Have you heard about DC fans saying it's like, "Well, the CG is not great in the movie." I was like, "Dude, did you did you watch Justice League?" 
<laughs> when you hear people say like crazy stuff like this, you are reaching so hard. Like this is like the conversation I told you about where like The Last Jedi versus Justice League and the guy starts comparing the movies and saying Justice League is better than Last Jedi. And it's like what Looney Tune world? I'm not look. I'm not trying to crack on the DC universe, but you you start. You're the one who's bringing these comparisons in. I wasn't gonna, you know, like I I I recognize the two separate worlds and two separate things. But man, I mean, you gotta be really crazy to think that mm. this movie is at the same level as Justice League, cause it ain't. No, it's the, and, and not only is that, but box office wise, in a matter of three days, they made more. Than the entire Justice League box office run for like four months or whatever, yeah. like that's ridiculous, man. They this, almost this... Ma they almost made it. Like uh, last time, last thing I saw was that um, day one they missed the mark by like six million. Like, and that 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 was the total domestic box office run for Justice League on on day one. So. Um, it's probably they're saying that they, it's probably going to reach a billion to, by tomorrow because it was sitting at a at eight hundred and some yes. uh, million today. Um, but uh, over over this coming weekend, this it's, weekend def it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be the billion. Um, and it uh, it wouldn't surprise me that this movie just uh, overtakes Avatar because it's doing so well. The movie is really really good. And the reaction from from fans has been so so great. I, 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 have you seen any other like reaction videos, like like what you did, right? You did one before, one after the movie, and uh, I saw a, a video on YouTube. It was it was really cute. It was this family, you know, his mom, dad, and uh, I think it was like two daughters went to see the movie, and then movie ended, and and then dad moves the phone, and daughters like in tears. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe this. And mom starts crying, and it was so good. I love it. Was, it. it People really taking the whole family seat. I've taken my family, dude. So, and I'm probably gonna go see it again with some family members again too. So, I mean, but yeah, I know I saw some guys like tweet stuff. They were like, "Forget the kids crying." I was crying more than my daughter was, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like "I don't even know what's going on." But yeah, it, was, it, 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 really it hits you in some deep emotions. But I think that's what's so awesome about it. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, and and, and that's movie. the great thing about that's the great thing about us being having all this build up for 10 years, 10 years and all these movies you care about these characters exactly so we when, connect so when black panther shows up it's gonna have more of an impact than when than when superman returned from his death exactly that's what's gonna happen because we care we yep we care ah dc what are you gonna do i don't know man um they they, they need to they I think they should just scrap everything. They should just they should they should release um, Sam, uh, and after that they should go back to the drum board and whatever actors they want to keep, they can they can keep release Wonder Woman too, but they should read. Dude, Aquaman re comes out this year. Who's gonna go watch that, Joe? I know they moved the date, and I think it was because they were afraid of an animated Spider-Man movie beating them. <laughs> the movie looks good, though. So it oh, it looks amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we, we we'll see where that where that ends up, but um, yeah, fantastic movie, guys. Highly recommend it. Um, uh, I think we're I think we're good. We can keep talking about uh, we can keep talking about 
Infinity War. Definitely, we'll we'll definitely touch on it a few times over the next couple of episodes. But um, that's what I got, man. I don't know if you have anything else, any other thoughts that you have. No, man, I'm I'm good. I mean, like you said, we'll talk about more, and as you let the movie digest more, some more things, you know, simmer and sit in. I know there's plenty of stuff on my mind, but like I said, we could be here forever, dude. Yeah. But one thing I do want to say is, like, depending on when the time of you guys listening to this episode, um, tomorrow, or you may listen the day of, or, you know, a few days later, but for us, we're recording this on a Thursday, so tomorrow is May the 4th. So we want to say, guys, May the 4th, May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you hey you got my my pin i gave you dude yeah you this pin for the from the premiere so i still have it right after right after meeting george lucas Seriously. yeah exactly <laughs> no yeah. joke there um but yeah i mean may the fourth be with you guys you know i have so many great memories watching the star wars movies uh and they continue to have now even more stories and more memories as these movies come out now with new generations and i look forward to the day when i uh, potentially have children and pass it on to them it's just it's a it's a really amazing thing how forty years later now we're forty one years and uh, it's still such a strong thriving and maybe stronger than ever uh, fandom and, and even even with the people having different opinions and people have always had different opinions about these movies um, I think that, that there's just so much hope and future um, for Star Wars for it to go even bigger than it's ever been before um, maybe people people felt very similarly with Infinity War than they did with Empire Strikes Back. The difference is right now you can pop the next disc in, right? Yeah, so I, you remember when we talked real we talked real quick because we haven't talked about this movie like at all. We we kept it all until today. Uh, but one thing that I mentioned is that it reminded me a lot of the second parts movie of Dead Man Chest, parts of the Caribbean Dead Man Chest, which basically ends with the with the movie ends with Jack Sparrow being eaten by the Kraken. Yes. And and that's very, very similar to this. So um, I, I'm not going to compare it to the matrix because that was a disappointment. <laughs> also, also pirates was too, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, I, or you can compare it to one of the Lord of the Rings movies. How's that? That's true. You know, That's that, true. you know, Shoot, even you... the Hobbit, the second Hobbit, the way it ends, like, what have we done? I mean, you know, yeah, it's almost exactly. like that. Yeah. Exactly. So like this, yeah, like the Celestial Smaug, it ends with like Smaug just ramping, ramp, you know, Going crazy, yeah. Destroy, uh, yeah. destroy the, the the village. So, yeah, kind of like that. But yeah, man, that's what I got. Uh, go ahead and plug us in and take us home. That's right, guys. So, thank you so much for this special episode of No Low Time, and and uh, we had a lot of great stuff to talk about here. So, we want to make sure you have the opportunity to drop feedback to us. So, feel free to shoot an email over to no time at gmail.com. That's no time at gmail.com. And love any questions, comments, feedback, anything you might have felt about this movie or things that we said, or maybe some questions you have. Also, we want to make sure you stay connected uh, to our social media, just as Obed was talking about. We're going to have those special E3 episodes and a lot of awesome, really cool stuff to come up that we've been planning. So make sure to stay connected with us to at no low time. That's at no low time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, and if you also are following us through our podcast that we're listening to us right now, or if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to us. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, obviously YouTube, like I've said. Um, so please subscribe to us. That'd be really awesome. If you're a subscriber on iTunes, we're going to ask if you could drop us a review that helps us out as we share no low time with everyone out there. And last but not least, Obed, may the force be with you. All right. May the force be with you too. Um, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Have a good one. See ya.